Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the BL podcast. I am Nivedita Varadarajan. The results are in. The BJP is creating history with its brilliant performance in Gujarat, while the Congress is winning in Himachal Pradesh quite comfortably. In this podcast, I talk to Purnima Joshi, our Delhi Bureau Chief, to understand the big takeaways for both the BJP and the Congress, and we also talk about what the results mean for the AAP. the new entrant and possibly the big challenger for the bjp in the upcoming general elections hello and welcome to the podcast bonima hi hi vidyavadita hello so let's start first with gujarat the gujarat election results is not very like unpredictable we all knew that bjp is going to do so uh, well but we didn't expect it to do this well it's it's breaking records isn't it yes uh, this is the best ever performance by the bjp uh you know in 1985 was a record of sorts was set hmm. by madhav singh solanki uh who was uh, congress chief minister and he famously uh did uh, social engineering hmm. of uh, uh what is known as kham which is kshatriya harijan adivasi muslim this was his uh, formula which he tested and announced uh 28% reservation for obcs in the state and uh, that was huge mobilization and uh, they he secured 149 seats in gujarat mm. uh, at the back of the kham uh, mobilization in 1985 elections now that record has never been broken by anybody including bjp including when uh, narendra modi was chief minister in gujarat so now bjp it looks like it is uh, set to secure about 151 seats yeah uh, in the in the state with a with a vote share of uh, it's staggering about 53% of the vote share uh, so uh, so that uh, uh, that is quite phenomenal and uh, it's uh, it's sort of breaking not only its own records it's re- record, uh, it's uh, breaking all previously set records what are some of the reasons for this well it's best ever by the bjp and worst ever by the congress mm. uh which is uh, looking like uh, it's going to be confined uh, to just about uh, uh you know uh really like uh, uh i'll read out the latest in gujarat which is um uh congress is getting uh, 27% of the yeah, vote share yeah. which is a huge decline from 41% they got last time in 2017 uh, assembly elections and they'll get just about 19 seats in the 182 assembly member assembly so this is worst ever by the congress and uh, uh, basically uh, you see there are multiple factors for the bjp to do so well this time uh, one is uh, uh, see last time uh elections came in 2017 just after demonetization hmm. and uh, there was a lot of angst about it among traders uh, among among diamond merchants among the textile uh, mill owners um, you know it was a new that had been introduced and uh, people were unhappy especially in trade and gujarat is a mercantile state uh, you know then there were uh, teething problems with the gst uh which had been announced and um, uh, in, uh you know the roll out of the gst was still taking place and uh, there was uh, a lot of heartburn over that mm. so on one hand there was this 
And uh, on the other hand, there was a huge agitation uh, for uh, reservation that was uh, being coordinated by what was called Patidar Anamat Andolan Samiti, the PAS, mm. which was uh, the face of this, uh, this uh, organization was Hardik Patel. And it was a community organization which I, I tracked in the last uh, assembly election. It was functioning exactly like a political party. They had set up, uh, you know, um, uh, various uh, uh, offices across the state. They had designed T-shirts, logos. Uh, they were providing resources for Partidars are a very, very influential uh, community in, in Gujarat. They are, in fact responsible for the BJP's rise in Gujarat hmm. from the 1980s. The counter-reaction against uh, Madhav Singh Solanki's calm uh, mobilization was led by the Partidars, uh, and they supported the BJP against the Congress, and they, they contributed hugely to the rise of the BJP. Now, uh, Partidars are an agrarian community, uh, and their agrarian capital has flown into industry and trade in Gujarat. So a whole lot of diamond merchants who are uh, traders and uh, you know deal with the, deal with the industry are are Patels. Patidars are Patels from Saurashtra who have also migrated to Surat and of course internationally. Uh, so uh, that uh, you can see in Gujarat how agriculture capital has has sort of moved into industry and trade. And uh, they're very prosperous at one level, but also over a pre period of time, uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of insecurities that have crept in and the lack of employment bothers them. Also, uh, education, uh, education is largely privatized in Gujarat. So they pay a lot to get into colleges and learning abilities are not there. There aren't enough jobs for the youngsters who come out of these colleges. So Hardik Patel, in a sense, plus the the uh, the uh, uh, there are no profits to be made in agriculture anymore. So the price of uh, groundnut, the price of castor oil, all of it was uh, was an issue in Gujarat. It still is an issue in Gujarat, but it was articulated very forcefully by the Patidars and Hardik Patel, who's a who's a, who's a massive massive campaigner. He's a very charismatic leader. He's very young. And he was practically tracking the prime minister in the last uh, assembly elections. And he was going and holding counter meetings. Mm. And, and uh, the benefit of it uh, went to the Congress. Uh, Hardik Patel didn't contest, uh, but uh, the Congress uh, sort of uh, uh, helped. Uh, he helped Congress gain the, uh, the anti one, one was him. Then there was counter mobilization mm. by a guy called Alpesh Thakur. Mm -hmm. uh, who who uh, who led something called Har uh, uh, Thakur Sena, who who thought that they were uh, they were going to be adversely affected by the by the Patidar uh, reservation demand, which mm -hmm. was probably going to cut into the twenty seven percent OBC uh, reservation in Gujarat. So there was a counter mobilization by Thakur Sena led by Alpesh Thakur. Mm -hmm. Then there was uh, a lot of Dalit activism that was happening mm -hmm. uh, in Gujarat. That was uh, that was. Uh, articulated by uh, Jignesh Mavani, another very charismatic young leader. Uh, now, all these three youngsters were being supported by the Congress. They were supporting the Congress. So Congress got wind uh, in its sails last time. And they got about 41% of the vote share and 77 seats. 
uh, in Gujarat. And if it was not for the last minute attempts by Amit Shah and uh, the then Prime Finance Minister Arun Jaitley, uh, who basically held a lot of meetings with the traders, uh, gave them a lot of assurances about GST, uh, etc. And uh, that resulted in Surat. Surat has about 16 seats. Uh, and the BJP managed to win, if I'm not wrong, about 15 seats in Surat in mm. 2017. So that kind of turned the, uh, the, the tide of the elections uh, last time. And BJP managed to get about 99 seats and, and uh, form the government. But it was um, touch and go for the BJP last time. But this time, all these factors that contributed to the BJP's uh, sort of uh, shaky performance last time, all these factors have been the BJP's dusted off the, the angst uh, that was there because of demonetization and GST implementation. They have got Hardik Patel and um, Alpesh Thakur are now, now contesting on BJP, BJP ticket. tickets. Uh, and uh, they were, uh, last I checked, Ardik Patel was leading in Viramgam and uh, Alpesh Thakur was leading in Gandhagar South from where he's contesting this time. And so, the only one who stuck to Congress, Mirwani is... is uh, Jignesh was uh, contesting as an independent last time and last I checked uh, in Jignesh, uh, uh, he was trailing yeah. in, uh, in Vardgaon. Yeah. So, uh, so Congress has got a huge setback. The third uh, very important factor is the entry of AAP. Um, which is, seems to be cornering about uh, 13% of the vote share in Gujarat, uh, you know. So yes. although they might, uh, they might uh, manage to win only six or so constituencies, but uh, if they're getting about 13% vote, 12.9 or whatever it's showing right now, it will change as yes. the results uh, come in later. But uh, uh, these are the factors leading to the BJP's uh, sort of plus, of course, the BJP is huge machinery and the, and the uh, unsurpassed sort of popularity of the prime minister with no challenger. Last mm-hmm. time there was Hardik Patel challenging him. There was, uh, there were a lot of, uh, you know, a tangible uh, election issues, the price mm-hmm. of the crops, uh, unemployment. This time the issues are still there, but there is no one to really articulate them. The opposition is divided. The Congress has lost its mojo. Uh, Rahul Gandhi, uh, Rahul Gandhi was campaigning in Gujarat furiously last time. Uh, he he's has, not present he, this time at all. He's, he's not present this time. He's busy with his Bharat Jodo. So, uh, so BJP has got benefit of all of this, and uh, uh, they are putting up uh, their best performance uh, this time. Yeah. So even as things look very good for the BJP in Gujarat, in Himachal, that's not the case. They are currently losing uh, power there. Uh, in Himachal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm just looking at the results right now in Himachal as they are coming in. Uh, Congress is leading in 39 seats, which is yeah. uh, which is well above the majority mark for them. Uh, it's a 68 member, it's a small state, 68 yeah. member uh, assembly. And uh, here significantly, if you look at it, uh, there again, uh, here there are multiple factors uh, one is uh, that they, this is a straight fight between the Congress and the BJP, yeah. right? Yeah. BJP, uh, the Kong Himachal also, it's, uh, you know, you must remember, uh, Himachal is a, is, uh, is, uh, is a highly literate state. It's, mm. uh, I think it's uh, better even than Kerala in terms of achieving literacy, uh, you know, better health and uh, education in diocese. Uh, it's a prosperous state. 
uh, capita income, which is uh, which is quite high, and uh, uh, it has uh, like Kerala actually. Uh, although Kerala didn't repeat it uh, this time, they left front one one again. Uh, but uh, in Himachal, there is a revolving door uh, politics yeah. where uh, every incumbent is voted out uh, every five years. Um, and uh, this time, the BJP's uh, slogan, in fact, uh, was to uh, reverse Batlo, as in mm. to change the tradition. But that didn't happen. Uh, that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, this is also interestingly a state where uh, Narendra Modi was in charge of, uh, of Himachal as, as a general secretary when he was general secretary of the BJP mm. uh, long back in the 1990s. He was in charge of uh, Himachal Pradesh. Uh, and so he, Prime Minister has taken personal interest here. He addressed several rallies here. Uh, he appealed to the people saying that every vote for the BJP is a vote for Modi. And he's quite popular in Himachal, but still didn't make it or because two two three things one is uh, the rebel factor yeah. we had about 21 rebels hmm. you know for in kangra district for instance uh, there's a guy called vipin niharia he was bjp state vice president of st morcha he was a rebel in the dharamshala seat uh, against the bjp's official candidate now niharia uh, last i checked was set to set to secure secure about uh, over six thousand uh, votes in the constituency, uh, whereas uh, the Congress was leading here. Uh, uh, their official candidate Sudhir Sharma led in the close contest by just about three thousand votes okay. over the BJP's official candidate Rakesh Kumar. Uh, similarly, this is I'm talking about one district in particular in Kangra. Now, Kangra mm-hmm. is, a, is a very important district with the largest number of seats. Uh, there's a constituency there called Dera, where uh, Hoshiar Singh, who had in the last election won as an independent and later joined the BJP, was again in the fray as a rebel candidate. Uh, and Hoshiar Singh uh, was leading this, this uh, seat with uh, over 21,000 votes, last I checked. Um, BJP's official candidate was, um, was way behind with 14,000 votes. Uh, now, uh, again, you know, there is a seat called Fatehpur where former MP Kirpal Parmar, who was expelled from the party, is contesting uh, as a rebel. In Fatehpur too, the Congress is leading with their official candidate, Bhavani Singh Pathania, leading, leading about, you know, getting about 20,000 votes. So in every district, the BJP has had rebels. So that's very interesting because uh, the BJP party chief, J.P. Nada is from Himachal and even he couldn't stop the rebels from coming. Yeah, you know, the, the rebellion is partly because of the of the ongoing uh, sort of uh, rivalry between uh, Anurag Singh Thakur and, uh, and J.P. Nadda. Hmm. Uh, you must remember Anurag Thakur's father, P.K. Dumal, was, uh, was uh, chief minister in yeah. Himachal. And Dumal is a very, uh, very strong sort of uh, political leader, very rooted. And uh, but his constituency was changed in the last uh, elections, you know, and he lost from the new constituency that he was given. Uh, and they were very, very, the Thakurs were very, very unhappy about it. Uh, you know, they were destabilized in mm. the state. Largely, they, they blame it. They lay the blame of it uh, at JP Nadal's doorstep. Now, a lot of people who have been denied tickets, um, it is said, are, uh, are Thakur's uh, uh, sort of loyalists. Uh, a lot of the blame for Himachal defeat 
would be would be laid at uh, jp nadda and uh, uh, you know had his rivalry with uh, anurag singh thakur in this election that is quite interesting because the bjp is not a party which is known for its internal rivalries they they somehow before the elections ensure that all the leaders are able to um, like yeah so again you know himachal is a different kind of state uh, you know and uh, but also there is one more f- uh, factor hmm. which uh, has been neglected is uh, is that there are a lot of material issues there which have uh, been sort of papered over um uh, you know uh, there were by elections in himachal hmm. uh, some two years back where the bjp was defeated royally yeah. in the apple, apple growers ba- belt because the price price dropped price of the apple crop yeah uh, you know there were lots of uh, uh, they also the himachal apple growers although it's a horticulture issue they were also supporting the farmers agitation hmm. which was raging in uh, this thing because uh, they believe that uh, a lot of monopolies have uh, uh, have taken over uh, the purchase hmm. of their crop and they're uh, they're being cheated uh, you know so a lot of apple growers issues uh, culminated in the bjp's defeat in the in that belt which is a political a politically crucial belt uh, you know so there are lots of these issues on the ground and himachal mind you is not a communally sensitive state like gujarat hmm. gujarat is a communally sensitive state uh, you know where uh, if you remember in the middle of the elections uh, amit shah talked about the 2002 riots and how they've taught uh, lessons to all the goons etc Mm. you know that was a communally sensitive uh, uh, statement to make in the middle of the elections mm. but himachal is not like that they can't do that uh, they can't do that in himachal you know it's the identity issues uh, are not very prominent in himachal so what did the congress do right in himachal that they ensure that there's no uh, the interparty li- rivalry is yeah well there were rebels in the congress but not so many i hmm. think they were they were i mean if i'm not mistaken there were a couple of uh, there were about a dozen rebels in the congress but they don't seem to have made that much uh, headway in the party's thing and it's a narrow uh, victory but uh, they've managed it uh, you know in himachal uh, if you look at their vote shares in himachal hmm. uh, that's not very um, very far off uh, bjp has got 43.1% and congress so far has got 43.9% so it's a very close contest you know yeah. although the number of seats are getting higher for the congress they they are set to win about 39 seats as a as the results last uh, were read and bjp is a, is at about 26 so it's pretty much even stevens when it comes to vote share but that's that's the unique nature of a two party system i guess right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is where if you see in gujarat up century has dented the opposition has split the opposition vote yeah uh, although they did cut into the bjp the bjp has got phenomenal sort of uh, vote share yeah, if if you are increasing your vote share in such a big amount a small breakaway is not going to impact you that much yeah, yeah yeah so what can be uh, the new uh, the takeaways for the congress's new leadership from these elections yeah well you know himachal is too tiny a state hmm. all i can say is that it's a huge face saver for the for the congress which hmm. has been more or less decimated everywhere uh, you know i mean they fared so badly in the in the municipal elections that were held in the in, De- in delhi 
the results only came in yesterday and the congress has been reduced to just uh, eight or nine seats yeah single digits in, in the municipal corporation uh, of delhi whereas they were ruling in delhi for three terms sheila dikshit was such a popular chief minister here hmm. uh, you know so uh, and in gujarat they been reduced to their their worst ever uh, performance so uh, so himachal would be a huge face saver for the congress uh, you know if they'd lost even in himachal uh, it really would have been uh, very very embarrassing for them it's humiliating uh, you know for a political party to fare so badly uh, so and you know questions are already being asked about bharat jodo yatra how does it help the congress you know uh, leadership issue so uh, within that a victory like this uh, helps the congress save face at least yeah so how does the bharat jodo yatra factor into all of this rahul gandhi is very clear saying that this yatra is not a political one but yeah. it's so it's, it's a little kind of... off to have a, uh, the major political leader of your party off to do a yatra and not campaign during yeah, well uh, that is the disconnect between uh, real politic and uh, ideological politics i don't think it's um, it's necessarily a bad thing for the congress you know Hmm. to have a country wide yatra by their tallest leader hmm. i don't think uh, i think it serves it well uh except that i i don't understand why rahul gandhi has created this binary between electoral politics and and the kind of politics that he's doing i mean what prevented him from campaigning even while he was doing bharat jodo hmm. so you know if you do bharat jodo that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't campaign why why should why should he not go and campaign while at the same time doing bharat jodo i don't see the the this binary why should be why should the two be mutually to be mutually exclusive is what i don't understand um so let's talk about the aap for a minute here so in the uh, mcd polls uh, aap did really really well right they uh, they unseated bjp from its bastion they broke a 15 year um, a record of the bjp and now they are going to help select the next mayor yeah, it's a it's a huge victory for up and uh, but let's not forget that the bjp is still maintaining uh, a very high percentage of vote share in uh, in delhi, delhi. yeah uh, so the, their vote share has in fact increased yeah and so that, that was my actual question that was my question also so even though the aap did so well the bjp is still retaining but when, yeah. in mm-hmm. gujarat for example the bjp is done way better than imagined and the aap is not doing well at all well you can't really say that you know nevedita uh, for a newcomer party to mm-hmm. secure a 13% vote share i think is quite phenomenal uh, it's an ascendant mm-hmm. player you know it made its presence felt in a completely unknown uh, you know unfamiliar territory called gujarat mm-hmm. uh, has never been present in gujarat it's yeah. a new party completely so for them to go and register this kind of vote bank i think is quite credible uh for a newcomer party so they are showing gumption they are sh- they are showing the capacity to fight in uh, unfamiliar ter- terrains and uh, that's uh, that speaks well for for aap's prospects it's become a national party now yeah you know with uh, with presence in punjab in in delhi and in, now in uh, gujarat in gujarat so they are going to expand further Hmm. so uh, for a for a new party i think they are making uh, making a go of it you know i mean close on the heels of municipal elections in delhi they scored this kind of uh, vote share 
in mm. in Gujarat and get about six seats. It's not a bad performance at all. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't write off the up like that. In fact, it's an ascendant force, uh, which is uh, uh, you know which is not what you can say about the Congress, which is you know you see the ups graph going up and the Congress is coming con- down. Congress is coming down and the BJP is uh, consolidating its dominant position as far as Gujarat is concerned. So how does this play out in the national picture? Uh, right now, uh, we have the parliament also. Will these election results impact the functioning in the parliament too? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, BJP, uh, uh, like I said, it's a reflection of what's going on nationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the moment, AAP is t- ascendant. It's a growing force. That has been the trend, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and uh, uh, the, the Congress is somehow managing managing to stay afloat, and uh, like I said, Himachal gives them a face saver, a big face saver, and BJP retains its dominant position both in Delhi as well as in um, in uh, Gujarat. Uh, what they need to what they need to understand is that in places where communal polarization or organizational structures. Um, don't work in a traditional way like uh, like Himachal, for instance. So is it safe to say that all three parties can be moderately happy with the, uh, the results from today? Yeah, well, uh, not moderately. In the BJP's case, it should be very happy. Hmm. Uh, except in in uh, in uh, Himachal, where they've they've not been able to uh, really uh, make a go of it, uh, you know, and they've been kind of. Uh, really plagued by the rebels and Congress has managed to get its act together there. Uh, you know, the Congress has a solace there and uh, AAP should be by and large happy because they had pulled out every resource from Himachal. They, did, they mm. didn't have, uh, I mean, although they were putting up candidates there, uh, they were not really focusing on Himachal. They were focusing more on Gujarat and I think they should be happy with the 13% vote share. Okay. So is there any big picture takeaway that we, sh- we should be seeing? Like like I said, it's kind of a reflection of what is already the bigger picture in, mm-hmm. in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the BJP is dominant, the AAP is ascendant, and the Congress is struggling to, to retain its toehold. Uh, where do you think the AAP will focus next? Well, the next year elections are coming again in Karnataka mm-hmm. and, and elsewhere. I think they will go there. Uh, I don't see why not. They will make their presence felt in uh, uncharted territories. So where will this lead other uh, other regional party leaders who want to become prime minister? Like we have so yeah, many well, people. That is, the, that is the debate that is happening in the opposition space right now. Hmm. Uh, you know, where, where you have uh, one set of uh, parties like uh, Nitish Kumar's uh, Janta Dal United, you have the DMK, you also have the left, which would want uh, the Congress to stay afloat hmm. and the national sort of... Uh, Alternative to the BJ, to the BJP, whereas they all stand behind them as a coalition, hmm. uh, as opposed to Arvind Kejriwal, who uh, who's uh, who would want the Congress to be decimated. He grows at the expense of the Congress, so he would like the Congress to be decimated there. So you will see these uh, shifts in the in in the opposition discourse. You know that's still to be firmed up, but the, all these parties will try and do. What their ultimate goal is, uh, is towards uh, giving a na- national kind of alternative to the BJP. In Kejriwal's case, he would, uh, he would want, uh, he doesn't want much to do with the Congress. Uh, and uh, his presence sort of endangers the Congress everywhere.
Mm. Whereas the other parties, they would like to compliment the Congress everywhere, and they would like the Congress to stay afloat. So that is the that is the binary in the in the opposition space right now. So if they figure out a place for Kedrivan, yeah, they can figure out a place for everyone in the opposition then. Uh, un- unite the party. For the time being, everybody would like to consolidate their position. You know, mm. they're not bothered so much about the Congress or or the or anybody else. Congress mm. has has to bother about itself. You know. Yeah. Uh, you can't. Uh, I mean, uh, I personally feel that there is no uh, no political alternative to the to the BJP except having the Congress as the holding force in an opposition coalition. Mm-hmm. But uh, Congress has to understand it and work accordingly as well. You know, if it gets mm-hmm. weakened and uh, and uh, doesn't seem to get its act together, then people will vote for alternatives. You can't blame them. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for joining us today in this podcast, Purina. Thank you.